Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Zane, why? Zane just explained the plot to hereditary to us. <sighs> and this is on Featured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the show about doing a deep dive into the mystery and the wonder that is Wikipedia to find all the articles that you might say are unfeatured. I like it. it. You brought it in last week. I'm keeping the ball rolling. Uh, I'm James Keogh and I'm joined, as ever, uh, by my co-hosts, Curtis Lang. Hello. How are we, ladies and gentlemen? Good, good, good. And Riley McNamara. Hola. Here we are, boys. Back in with another episode. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle of good podcasting. Song. That's a good song. Is it a song? What is the song Aerosmith. Like? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know enough about Aerosmith. I oh, really like this. Do, you don't know enough about Aerosmith. Who, Full stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think a while though, I look just came over Riley's eyes. Yeah. Aerosmith right, are a I great band. Riley knows too much about Aerosmith. Fine, dude. We'll do an Aerosmith podcast. Yeah, fine. Yeah, all right. Right. Good. Jesus. All right. All right. Oh man! We'll do it now. How, right. we been, how we been this week, boys? Good. Yeah. Uh, just chilling out, Max, and relaxing. All cool. And yeah. shooting some b-ball outside, outside of the school. school. Yeah. Uh, yourself? <laughs> what yeah. was that? You don't know? Oh, okay. Here we go. I don't right, know. Here's Aerosmith. the counter to you Aerosmith. Don't know you Fresh don't know Prince, Prince of Bel Air. No, you're right. I don't. Ah, there we go. We got him, guys. All right, there we go. We We're got him. We'll James, do. give me a beat. Nope. I refuse. <laughs> no, all right, all right. No, no, no. You're fine. No, that's fine. No, 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 no. All right, all right. This is good. This is good. No, that's fine. I don't want you to yes and me. My name is Curtis, and I'm here to say James is a fuck. Good. No, I deserve that. That's yeah. fair. Jeez. It's always a pleasure working with you, boys. <laughs> when a white man tells me to give him a beat, <laughs> yeah. I've been trained to say, say no. no. It's like one of those stranger danger things. You know, yeah. you have to understand. They school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, dear. Here we are. What have uh, you got for us, Riles? Oh, go ahead. Okay, here we go. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about, let's, let's just fucking go right in there. Please do. Um, I'm going to be talking about the eater. Ooh, the, uh, the eater. energetically autonomous tactical robot. Oh, good. Oh, good. I thought this was going to be another Vore thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm glad. Eater. More no. like eat her. Am hey, right? all right. Hey. hey. The- Sorry, Sorry you had an article? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, so the energetically autonomous tactical robot, or the eater, uh, was a probot a pro probot project by Robot Technology Incorporated okay. uh, and Cyclone Power Technologies Incorporated. To develop a robotic vehicle that could forage for plant biomass to fuel itself, theoretically operating indefinitely. That was the con- that the whole concept was to generate basically a self-sustaining robot. Sure, okay. live forever um, out, yeah. of, out of biomass. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, being developed as a concept uh, concept as part of the uh, DARPA military project for the United States, um, because who else in the world would fund this kind of thing for the military apart from the United States? Um, it was, uh, so th- like this article is not a large article. 
There is a lot of stuff online, though, a lot of rumors, a lot of like conspiracies about it. Um, okay. It elicited a lot of uh, internet and media rumors after news circulated. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle back to that one because okay. that needs a bit more build up. Sure. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, the robot was powered by a steam engine built by Cyclone Power Technologies. Okay. Right. Um, it was called the Cyclone Waste Heat Engine. Uh, which produced power through external combustion of biomass. Um, some of the things that they would use, um, it was programmed to consume things like vegetation, um, you know, other things like gasoline, kerosene, cooking oil, solar energy. Um, one of the things that was stated as a food source for it was chicken fat. Oh. Um, um. Uh, okay, bizarre. So it's a and robot like, that eats chicken. Chicken, chicken is like I don't know. It's not a terribly fatty meat. Yeah. So I don't know why they would go for that. Um, it was it was quoted that, um, you know, it's expected mileage. You know how you look at cars and you get X amount of miles to the gallon. Sure. Um, or um, that kind of thing. It was expected to get a hundred miles of uh of motion on. 150 pounds of vegetation or just just under 70 kilos of vegetation. Ooh. 70 kilos of veg. Vegetation. So it could be like anything. Right. Just any fuel, any biomass that it eats. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So like, let me know this up. Is that good? Yeah, I don't know. I don't so know. Like, I mean, like, like, I, I, so like, it's in a rainforest. It's in a rainforest and you just put it down. And as long as it doesn't run it's into like a, like a massive like, fucking tree, it's like a little wind-up toy. Like you and just, it'll just like go. Coil and the fucking as long thing as it, it keeps eating like plants and biomass, it'll just keep going. That is what they uh, what they claim tried. Yeah. Huh. Right. Um, yeah. So did it work? Uh, well, I don't know that they ever got around to testing it. So- um, as I was <laughs> kind of getting to before, there was a lot of rumors and stuff, and a lot of like kind of negative press going around. Because. News circulated that the robot would be, uh-huh. or at least could, ingest human remains. Oh dear! Oh, that's not what you want, is it? Huh. We've got a whole. We do have a whole thing about robots as a race, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. I think uh, there's nothing else that we kind of look to and go, "That's our doom." More than robots, yeah, because oh, it resembles us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a robot. The eyes that we see ourselves. Uh, dad, dad, dad. Uh, uh, so it's a robot that eats people. No, that's not how they marketed it. <laughs> that's how it ended up being portrayed. They did though. This is a vor thing. I knew it. Oh. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Um, so Cyclone Power Technologies, which is a weird name for a company, yeah. um, stated that animal or human biomass was not the intended use. Uh, it was not intended right. to be used in the waste heat. Waste heat combustion engine of the robot. But that's not how these things happen. <laughs> Apparently, it had sensors built into it that would be able to distinguish foraged materials uh-huh. um, from remains. Um, although, the, this is where the chicken fat comes in. Although, the yeah. project overview from RTI listed other sources of fuel, including chicken fat. So, so that's where people are going. Hmm, well, hold on a second. If it yeah. doesn't recognize that chicken fat is. <laughs> Something it shouldn't eat. Then how is it going to stop eating a people? <sighs> so it just like it, it. So it could eat people. 
Yeah, very much so. Ah. Let's find a picture of this thing. I want to oh, see a picture. So it did exist. It wasn't I like don't, a theoretical. I don't know. Um, Let's have a look. I didn't. Uh, I didn't go go for a brief description of the Eater robot. Give me like a blueprint, at least schematics. Yeah. It's gonna look exactly like the Terminator, isn't it? Oh, that'd be sad. That'd be oh, okay. Sad. So it's like it's like one of the Mars rovers. Yeah, it's very underwhelming. Right. Oh, look, there's a person. Ah. Oh, Jesus, did it eat <laughs> it? It's, it's, there, it there looks like it's eating There is a photo idiot. of, yeah, this, this, like is, this is going in the show notes. person being fed. Or, like, I think it's a dummy. I think it's, like, a just a dummy person. So it's not a real person being still fed. Still frightening. But it's still very frightening. Oof. Yeah, there is a, a thumbnail in the related images of uh, a YouTuber uh, apparently called Rhubarb Senpai <laughs> uh, who oh, has a video about this robot uh and it's just him with a very well combed mustache going wtf with this photo of this machine and this man uh so obviously quite the if the youtubers have gotten to it oh then it's a real deal that's it's a, a real, real deal oh, anyway goodness. boys that's the very aptly named eater eater oh, Oof. all I'm right st- i'm still i'm still reeling from that that's- yeah yeah. I don't want to be eaten by a robot. <laughs> I don't want to be eaten by anything. Yeah, me neither. James? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Folks, how many times has this happened to you? Yeah, so bloody... many times. Okay, good. I haven't <laughs> oh, even said already on board. Whatever this is, it sure has happened. You bloody, you scroll in your emails. Yeah. And then uh, a prince. From Nigeria, no less, has selected you amongst all people to uh, to to be in his uh, in his scheme or in his uh, completely not fraudulent uh, thing. His will to in his will to uh, to inherit catch. Do I have to like? Well, well, uh, surely he needs some sort of like security deposit, right? Let's talk about (laughs) advance fee scams. I love it. Um, So. Uh, basically, an advanced advanced fee scam at its like base is this common form of confidence trick, yeah. typically involving com- prom- promising the victim a significant share of a large sum of money in return for a small upfront payment, which the fraudster requires in order to obtain the large sum. Uh, if a victim makes the payment, the fraudster either invents a series of further fees for the victim or simply disappears. Uh, according to the FBI, an advance fee scheme occurs when the victim pays money to someone in anticipation of receiving something of greater value uh, and then receives little or nothing in return. So, specifically, uh, the ones that we all know and love, the Nigerian print scam, yep. is known as the 419 scam. Uh, it's called a 419 scam. The number 419 refers to the section of the Nigerian criminal code dealing with fraud, uh, the charges, and penalties for offenders. Uh, so very practical. Yes, very straightforward indeed. So four one nine scam. Um, basically the setup is this. Let's see. Uh, just just fill just fill in some time. Here we go. Fill in some time. Here's how it goes. Here's how it goes. He's gonna break it down. Yeah, boy. uh, Get to the point. Yes. All right. Woo. Anyway, let's get to the history of this scam. I'm glad we got there. Yeah. Uh, Friends always help one another. Basically, this dates back to, or at least this kind of framework for a scam, dates back to the 18th century, uh, similar to the Spanish prisoner trick. 
the Spanish prisoner scam is uh, this 18th century trick where uh, the confidence trickster tells his victim that he is a wealthy person of high estate who has been imprisoned in Spain under a false identity. Right. Uh, some versions uh, had the imprisoned person ha- uh, being an unknown or remote relative of the person they're uh, looking at or you know, trying to scam. A scam. So supposedly the prisoner cannot reveal his identity without serious repercussions and is relying on a friend, uh, this person he's reaching out to, yeah. to raise money to secure his release. Uh, in this classic, classic uh, archetype, the confidence trickster offers to let the mark put up some funds with the promise of greater monetary reward upon release of the, prince, of the prisoner. Sure. So that's back in the 18th century. And then that's obviously with the advent of email. Uh, the Because the internet makes everything better. Of course. Oh, yeah. Uh, the spread of email and email harvesting software significantly lowered the cost of sending scam letters by using the internet. While Nigeria is most often the nation referred to in these scams, they may originate in some other nations as well. For example, in 2006... 61% of internet criminals were traced to locations in the US, while 16% were the UK and 6% to Nigeria. So Rough. not as much as, it, as you'd think because mm. Nigeria. Anyway, one reason Nigeria may have been singled out, though, is the apparently comical, almost ludicrous nature of the promise of West African riches from a Nigerian prince. According to Cormac Hurley, a Microsoft researcher, by sending an email that repels all but the most gullible, the scammer gets the most promising marks to self-select. So basically, because it's so ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. because you're only getting the most gullible people, they're the most likely to send a lot of money because they're so gullible to do it. Yeah, right. That they're gullible enough to send a whole ton of money. Okay, really? yeah. It's just natural selection. Of right, yeah. exactly, yeah. So rather than having this like... This is what Darwin was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly what Charles Darwin... I haven't read Darwin, but I'm, I'm sure pretty sure this is in That's there. like the, the sixth or seventh page, I think. <laughs> um, Advanced fee scams. Did I tell you guys about the time I actually almost got scammed? No. Over did the phone? You? This was actually really recently. Um, basically, no, okay. I didn't, act, I didn't <laughs> almost get scammed. I Someone knew, tried to scam you. I knew it was a scam. Uh, and someone, yeah, tried to scam me. So I yeah. get a phone call, and it's a cold call. It's like, hi, I'm from Telstra, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, cool. Sorry, I'm you know, I'm not the head sorry, of the house care. or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was this is on my mobile phone. So I was just like, yeah, sorry, don't yeah. care. Hang up the phone. They call back as an unknown number, as like a, a blocked number or yeah. whatever. Yeah, private number. Private number. I pick up. And they're like, why did you hang up? Whoa. Uh, you know, I, I just don't have any internet connected to this phone. And they were like, well, actually, there's um, some scams going on and there's some people who are trying to access your uh, data uh, from overseas. So we just need to run a test. And I'm like, all right, I guess, because, you know, they're just going to keep calling back. Yeah. They go, go to a computer. Uh, and I'm like, all right, cool. And they say, uh, press Windows key and R. So what I do is I Google... Windows key plus R. Yeah. And like the first five results are like Windows keys R scam, Windows keys R scam. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I fixed the problem. Bye. And then I just hung up because like, yeah, literally like. What was it? Uh, so apparently what they do is. Um, what if you have a Mac? Yeah, that's I, that's the um, thing because they were like, oh, so in the bottom left corner of your thing, what do you have? I was like, oh, the control key. And they were like, oh, what's next to that? Function key. What's next to that? Windows key. And they were like, ah, that's the one. This, this <laughs> um, sounds super uh, dodgy. You sound technical, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they 
So Windows Key and R runs the run dialog box, which basically means you can put commands into your computer. Um, And so I guess they just do like a string of commands that like lets them into your your computer. Let's them feed in. That's fucking crazy. It was messed. Um, I I keep getting calls. I literally had a call as we started today from some number in Sydney. Um, Like I get so many calls from like just like – Zero two eight four one seven. I get a lot of calls from Victoria. Yeah. Oh yeah. However, I've just tested on my, I've just tested uh, Windows R on my computer. No longer opens the command console, which I believe means that Microsoft is like gone. Da, 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 da. It just ah. opens Run now, which you can use to run the command console from. Oh, sorry. I think that's what they ah right did try to do. Fair enough. Um, that's they could, have just, they could have just gone type Run into this thing. Probably mm. would have sounded a bit more. Yeah. Uh, in ah, Nigeria, people. scammers use computers in internet cafes to send mass emails promising potential victims, riches, or romance, and to trawl for replies. And romance. And ro- yeah. Um, they refer to their targets as maghas, slang de- developed from a Yoruba word meaning fool and referring to gullible white people. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> Some- <laughs> uh, no, 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 I don't like that at all. No. Not gullible white people. The scam usually begins with the perpetrator contacting the victim via email, uh, instant message, or social media using a fake email address or fake social media account yeah. and making an offer that would allegedly result in the payoff for the victim. An emailed subject line maybe say something like, from the desk of barrister whatever, your assistance is needed, and so on. Uh, it's, yeah, pretty messed. You are the second McNamara, therefore you must be the inheritor of this person. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I've had those so many times. Have you guys seen uh, a comedian called James Veach? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love this guy. So James Veach is a comedian who, who works a lot with multimedia and he kind of, how he got his big kind of like, how he became well known was that uh, he kind of became the guy who scams scammers and oh. then records it and like shows what he does. <laughs> I love this. Via thing. So like, yeah, um, it's very funny. Um, I would highly recommend going to check him out. What was, what was the main one that he did where he was like, it was like a TED talk. He did it as a TED he, talk. He did it as a TED talk initially, uh, yeah. but then it kind of like he jumped into doing it for his stand-up stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so sometimes victims are invited to a country to meet government officials, an associate of the scammer or the scammer themselves. Some victims who travel are instead held for ransom. Far out. Yeah. Scammers may tell a victim that they do not need a visa or that the scammers will provide one. If the victim does this, the scammers have the power to extort money from the victim. Sometimes victims are ransomed or murdered. Uh, Jesus. According to a 1995 US State Department report, over 15 persons were murdered between 1992 and 1995 because of this. That's mental. That's worse for my natural selection. Yeah. Jeez. That's rough, though. Yeah. 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 No, we made jokes, but like sometimes it's like. Old people, yeah, yeah, they don't know any better. Yeah, like they're not like digitally like. No, like there's there's so many. I, I think we may have even talked about it on the podcast before, but like the the scams going around where like yeah, you have to pay this. Like you've got this all these all this tax owing from the ATO, yeah. and you have to pay it in iTunes gift cards. Yeah, <laughs> and like a lot of old people were falling for that. Yeah, well, it's just like catching up with the digital age. For anyone, there's gonna be a point in our lives where we're like, oh man. I just don't get this whole um, people leaving their bodies to become like conscious computer minds. Yeah. When you were like, back in my day, we just played Fortnite on the 
This is my second Fortnite beard in two pod in two yes. episodes. Yeah. Back in my day, it was just Flappy Bird. <laughs> <laughs> man, but no, yeah, that's that's yeah. Sometimes it can be rough and it can be quite sad. Oh man, James, you've bummed us out. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, fun well, I'm looking James. now through the romance scam. Oh, bring us back, baby. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is uh, it's basically just about catfishing, but uh, oh. <laughs> it's not a catfishing. It's like, geez, also sad. Good yeah. On, uh, the scammer meets the victim on an online dating site, lives in a foreign country, falls in love, but needs money to join the victim in his or her country. Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Damn it, Dugesh. People are very, they just need money. They just need money so much. People need money and money makes the world go around. Gotta love this capitalist utopia that we live in. That we do. Uh, who is, that would be you, Curtis. I'm the last one. Yes, please. Uh, well, boys. It's been a weird build-up to this one. But, okay. And uh, I don't know why I've had to build up to it. It's just yeah. from an off-the-cuff remark. Here we go. A Drum roll, please. But we're doing sex in space. Hey. Oh. Talking about sex in space. All right. Here we go. Right. So, boys, the idea of human sexual activity in the weightlessness of extreme environments of outer space pre- presents a number of difficulties for the performance of most sexual a- activities due to Newton's third law. Now... Good on you, Newton. Yeah. Now, Newton's <laughs> laws of motion are cuck. three physical laws that together lay the foundation for classical mechanics. They describe the foundation... Oh, no, they describe uh, the relationship between a body and the forces acting upon it and its motion in response to those forces. Mm-hmm. The first law, in an inertial frame of reference, an object either remains at rest or continues to move at a constant velocity unless acted upon by a force, i.e. gravity or some such thing. Uh in an in a, uh, second law, in an inertial ref, uh, reference frame, the vector sum of the forces F on an object is equal to the mass M of that object multiplied by the acceleration A of the object F equals MA. So sexy. Yeah. I remember physics. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Never did it. Um, didn't miss much. And then the third law, which is the one we're going to be talking about, when one body exerts force on a second body, the second body simultaneously exerts a force equal in magnitude and it and opposition in direction of the first body. The bodies in this sense being actual human bodies. Yes. yes. Uh, tell me about sex in space. I'm going to tell you about sex in space. Please. First of all, James, I'm going to tell you about sex. Oh, is this? We're going to have the talk. Oh, no. I'm sorry, buddy. It's time. Finally. I'm going to turn my chair around. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, According to Newton's third law, if the couple, couple remain attached, i.e., inserted into Uh one another. Their movements will counter each other. Consequently, their actions will not change their velocity unless they are affected by another unattached object. Some difficulty could occur due to drifting into other objects. If If the couple have a combined velocity relative to the other objects, collisions could occur. There have been suggestions that conception and pregnancy in off earth environments could also be an issue. Yeah. So pretty much because of the way weightlessness works and the way that Newton's third law works in relation to our bodies, yeah. you, it'd be kind of hard to get... Oh, man. Here we go. Man, I didn't think about this when I chose this article. Keep going. Um, you got this. Please. It'd be kind of hard to get, like, the thrusting the going. The motion of the ocean. I yeah, gotcha. kind of like because you'd, you'd push one person away and then they'd <laughs> push back into you and kind of just be like, as opposed to moving into each other, right. it'd be moving together. Together. In just one dancing. Direction. You're just yeah, basically you're just dancing. 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 You're just doing the space, sexy dance. Which I think dance. is what sex is, right? It's just a big that, dance. Yeah, it's just a big yeah, dance. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, as of 2009, with NASA planning long-term missions for lunar settlements, mm. with goals to explore and colonize space, the topic has taken a respected place in life sciences. 
So people, because it's an actual it's thing. Very important. Reprodu- reproduction. Yeah. We're going to need to do it eventually if, we, if we're going out there. Um, it says I have to. <laughs> society, we've got rules. We, um, you must have sex in space. You must do it, Riley. Yeah. Scientist Stephen Hawking publicly concluded in 2006 that possibly, possibly human survival itself will depend on successfully contending with the extreme environments of space. Oof. So, for the good a, of humanity. There's a couple of issues and they've kind of broken them down into physiological issues. Uh-huh. Psychosocial issues. Okay. Someone define psychosocial for me. Uh, yeah, dude. I think it's like difficult. <laughs> Psychosocial, psychosocial implies There's a lot of dead air here. Apologies. Uh-huh. Well, like social is like people and psychosocial is relating like... to the interrelation of social factors and individual thought and behavior. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't help. So like social, like talking to one another, and then psycho. It's up here in the it's mind up in the noggin. I'm talking to you in the psychosocial right now. We're just communicating with our minds. It's a really good song by Slipknot. Apparently, okay, so. fair enough. So physiological. Numerous physiological changes have been noted during spaceflight, many of which may affect sex and procreation. Mm. Such effects would uh, could no would be a result of factors including gravity changes, radiation, noise, vibration, inso- ooh, vibration, insulation, <laughs> disrupted uh, circadian rhythms, stress, or a combination of these factors. Sorry, boys. It's all right. <laughs> Just saying space. <laughs> um. Look now. Yes, this is kind of the main bit of the thing I wanted to chat about. Okay, because the two suit. Ah, yes. Oh, the no. two suit is a garment designed to facilitate low effort sex in a weightless environment, such as outer space or on planets low with low gravity. Sex. Because of course we have done this. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the dream? <laughs> <laughs> the flight garment invented by American novelist Vanna Bonta. Okay. Bookmarking that one. Yeah. <laughs> was one of the subjects of Sex in Space, a 2008 History Channel television documentary about the biological and emotional implications of human migration and reproduction beyond Earth. Right. The History Channel. They've got it going on. They know what's up. They just, they're not the History Channel, though, are they? I mean, not, not with future this one. history. Future history. Think of it that way. Vanna Bonta. It's got a logo oh, on wow, it. Okay. The um, photo on the Sex in Space article is of Vanna Bonta and her husband. Really? In weightlessness environment. Trying to... They've got clothes on. I mean, but go have a look at the article. It's uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Is it a... Vanna Bonta was an... Oh, she passed away in 2014. Upsetting. Oh, dang. Was an Italian-American writer, actress, and inventor. She wrote Flight, a quantum fiction novel, uh, and as an actress played Zed's queen in The Beastmaster. Ooh, dang. Ooh. A storied career. Bonta, Bonta invented the two-suit. There you go. And several microvalley environments for outer space. Oh, my word. I love it. it. Did you finish telling us about the two-suit? So there is uh, the two-suit. There is an article of the two-suit. So, look, the design is a flight suit with a large front flap that can be opened and attached to another two-suit via Velcro flaps, strips. The two-suit is equipped to fasten to a stable surface, so that gets rid of the flail about knocking into shit problem. Uh, the roominess within the garment is adjustable from within. Huh. Get a little bit more roomy. Yeah. A little bit less roomy, depending on what you want. It is also lined with inner harnesses that can adjust the proximity of various points of the wearer's body to the point of another wearer. Uh-huh. There you go. So This sounds like a good time. All what? of this sounds super sexy. 
<laughs> and none of it sounds at all like it would be hard. Okay, or, good. Or and off. just like bizarre. Riley doesn't like lingerie. He wants a two suit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a simple man. Simple man. <laughs> Let me slip into something more low effort. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, hey, a quick disrobe function removes the garments. Hey, low effort indeed. Just like. <laughs> Optionally leaving the harness in place for affixing to a stable surface. I love it. There you go. That is that is the best future. That's the best timeline. Is there a link to where you buy one? Or? Yeah, are they buyable? Should we buy a two suit? Should we buy two should- Hey folks. Can we can we get two suits without logo on them? <laughs> can we put can that? We, can we put we that, that on the merch? store? Yeah. Oh, oh, available in the shop next week, Liv. <laughs> <laughs> Alex got a shirt with Jazz on Noble Steed on it. I want this. Yeah. I want a two suit. <laughs> Why can't we have a zero gravity sex suit, Zane? You're really on board the two suit, aren't you? I mean, it seems practical. <laughs> All right, let's talk about finally. Uh, the planned attempts of sex in space. Yeah, oh, yes, been please. A couple. Really? Yeah. Damn. Horny so astronauts, in February I guess. 2013, Dennis Taito's Inspiration Mars Foundation announced that they were going to send a two-person crew, a man and a woman, on a 501-day free return flyby mission to Mars and back. Oof. So, Jane... So they lied, basically. Because... <laughs> well, maybe they're still planning. Maybe. maybe. It takes a while to plan. This is true. Uh, Jane Pointer stressed the importance of the pre-existing stable emotional bond between the members of the couple. She cited her own experience as being a Biosphere 2 crew member together with her husband, uh, Tabor McCallum. So I believe the Biosphere was a... Yeah, I think it was a thing that went uh, down into the depths of the ocean. Was it? Maybe? It's in, it seems like a, it's like a place, like oh, a, it's a university. research or maybe they, Maybe they were like in um, contained... Yeah. Self-contained kind of thing. It's yeah, like right. Anyway, we're not even talking about Biosphere 2. Good game. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. Not as good as the first Biosphere one. 3. Yeah. Yeah. Biosphere Infinite. Infinite, yeah. <laughs> it's a niche Bioshock meme. Yeah, good. I like it. In June 2015, Pornhub announced its plans. Are you guys familiar with Pornhub? Sorry? Never heard mm-hmm. of it. I don't... Is, uh, All right, boys. Is that French? Or? Is that French? Yeah. The, the popular internet pornography <laughs> website, Pornhub, announced its plans to make the first pornographic film in space. Hmm. It launched a crowdfunding campaign to fund the effort dubbed Sexploration. Good. With the Fuck. goal of raising $3.4 million in 60 days. Unfortunately, the campaign only received pledges of $236,000. Oh, how measly. That's, that's a me- not going to take you to space. <laughs> It funded. If funded, the film would have slated for a 2016 release, following six months of training for the two performers and a six-person crew. Fuck now. Imagine. Imagine if we went to space for that. Yeah. Imagine, like, <laughs> God. I'm the first bit... first thing we do in 60 years to revolutionize like space travel. Yeah, uh, it's shagging. Yeah, man, oh man. <laughs> Though Pornhub claimed to be in talks with multiple private spaceflight characters, the company declined to name names for fear that that would risk unnecessary fallout from the carriers. A Space.com article about the campaign mentioned that in 2008, Virgin Galactic received and rejected a $1 million offer from an undisclosed party to shoot a sex film on board Spaceship Two, which is one of Virgin's... uh, Come on, uh, zero gra- so they're one of the planes that go all the way up, yeah, yeah, and like experience zero gravity, and then they come back down. I want to go on one of those things. That yeah. looks so yeah. good. Short of actual space, the adult entertainment production company Private Media Group has filmed a movie called The Uranus Experiment Part oh, Two. No. 
Oh, no. An actual zero-gravity intercourse scene was accomplished by flying an airplane to an altitude of 11,000 feet and then doing a steep dive. The filming process was particularly difficult from a technical and logistical standpoint. Budgets constraints allowed for only a 20-second shot (laughs) featuring the actor Sylvia Saint and Nick Lang. Oh, dear. He's got my last name. Huh? Almost. Upsetting. Berth Milton Jr., president and CEO of Private Media Group, says you would not want to be afraid of flying, that's for sure. So there you go, boys. Thanks Sex for in space. In. One day we're going to achieve it. We're going to do One it. One day we're going to do it. Uh, or as Stephen Hawking says, the <laughs> human survival itself will will depend on successfully contending with the extreme environments of space. If they need Thank a volunteer, you that one up in post, buddy. Cheers. Yeah, cool. <laughs> if they need a volunteer, <laughs> James, Keogh, I mean, like, if I have to, <laughs> if you got, gotta. Alrighty, boys. Well, there we are. There we are. Bit of a sciencey episode. Yeah, yeah, very scientific. So let's do a bit of a recap. What do you have, Ross? I had the Eater. Oh, yeah. The Eater, the robot. Energetically autonomous something robot. The one that's going to eat us all. Tactical <laughs> robot. James? Uh, I had the blah, 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 the scams. The, uh, oh, yep. F- the money, the... What? The 419 scams? Yeah, the advanced fee scam. That's the one that I did. Lovely. And then I did Sex in Space with a little thing about the two suit. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so what are we feeling, boys? Can't Ooh. go past sex in space. Can't sex. go past? It was talked up a lot and it delivered. I'm yes. going to go uh, for the eater. Mm. I enjoyed sex in space. Sex in space? Yes. Do we have a, a consensus? It seems so. Sex in space has won for episode 27. Woohoo! Boys, what a time. It was everything I hoped and more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That was very good. Uh, thank you for, yeah. Thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> was it good for you? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. We, we're about to finish, did you? <laughs> Yikes. That'll do. Oh, uh, that'll do, yeah. Any more and sex puns, boys? What's that? Any more sex puns? Uh, no, I think that's about it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's season, it? Season's, yeah. season's finished. We're yeah. done. <laughs> Uh, you Short thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I'd be singing now. It's a, it's a singing podcast. Fair interesting enough. Interesting bit. Oh, yes, yeah. we're on Facebook at <coughs> www.facebook.com uh, forward slash unfeatured articles. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yes, uh, unfeatured, unfeatured articles. Easy to find. And we're on Twitter, aren't we, Riles? At unfeatured pod. That's yeah. the one. Uh, we're also, of course, on iTunes and Google Play and any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, spread us around if you yeah. feel so inclined. Be sure to, uh, if you've missed any of our episodes that have already come out, be sure to go back and give them a listen because we're moving really quickly to our big break uh, breakdown episode. Yes, we are. We're going to uh, come out, rate all our favorite episode, uh, articles of the season and uh, come out with the number one article of season one. Indeed. Uh, you can find us on That's Not Kind of Productions. They lovingly have us on their network where you can find a whole bunch of other podcasts. And until our, oh, and our theme song, of course, is Victorian, Victorian Friends, Friends by Kevin McLeod. And until next time, James, browse responsibly. Hello. Bork, bork, hi. You know what you need to be doing? You need to be listening to the Floof and Papa podcast. I'm Mel. I'm Taylor. And we're going to talk about all things dogs. Dog stories. Dog breeds. Dog tips and tricks. Dog puns. Dog jokes. Dog everything. Out if you're not listening. Uh, hit us up at the Floof and Papa podcast wherever you get your podcast. Tune in. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast.